just found the very best in original talk radio broadcasting on the Internet. It's L.A. Talk Radio. We say what we want. You're listening to Inside the Industry with James Bartolet, only on L.A. Talk Radio. It's a program that brings you the best of the adult and mainstream film, television, and internet industries. Hi, I'm James Bartolet, and this is Inside the Industry. Hello. Mercy, mercy. What an incredible show we've got for you tonight, guys and gals out there. Yes, we do. We have got a great show for you tonight. And I want to welcome our a new uh, permanent addition here to the uh, team here at Inside the Industry, my lovely co-hostess. Let's give it up for the lovely Kiki Dare. Hi, everybody, and I'm so excited to be here. Yes, and we're <laughs> excited to have you here, Bubbles. Yes. And I'm also excited about having my very good friend and a gentleman that I have looked up to for many, many years, and not because he's taller than me, but because he's an icon in the industry. Let's give it up for the legendary Mr. Billy Vera. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. Hello, Billy. Good to be here, man. Good to have you Once here, again. too. Thank you for coming back. Oh, my pleasure. Um, you've got a show this Friday. I got one. Catalina's on Sunset in Hollywood, the great jazz club. That is a wonderful place. I saw Melissa Manchester there a couple uh, of weeks ago. Uh-uh. Nice little place. Oh, it's, it's, it's it's tucked off to the side there a little bit. So you yeah, it's see. in a what looks like an office building. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be there with a big 18-piece band. Wow. Yeah. I, I finally, for many years, I wanted to make a big band album. Yeah. And then thanks to uh, Michael Bublé uh, selling yeah. 8 million records of my song, mm -hmm. I, had, I, I used one of the checks, mm -hmm. and uh, and I self-financed it. We did it at uh, Capitol Studio A. And the album is a tribute to the great black songwriters of the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. You know, Duke Ellington, Count Basie. Oh, Lacey, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those guys. So uh, there we go. Uh, we're going to take a call here right now. we got a call here. Uh, you can call us in at 323-203-0815. Hello, caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Chris from New York. Hello, Chris. Well, welcome to the show. Say hello to the legendary Mr. Billy Vera. Hey, Chris. I just played in New York, man, at the Cutting Room on 32nd Street with the big band. 
You probably missed it. No, huh? I don't. Yeah, probably. Sorry. Well, Nick, we're we're going back in the fall, so uh, keep an eye out for us. It's that's like that old. That's ah, like that, that old dirty joke. I'll keep an eye out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one? Uh, yeah. Hi, So how are you Never doing tonight? Is Kiki there? Yes, Hi. Kiki's right here. Hi, Chris. Hey, Kiki. How you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you tonight? Good, good. I wanted to ask you guys some, uh, something about Exotica. Um, I missed Atlantic City, but um, I haven't heard anything about Edison, New Jersey. Do you know anything about that? Okay, I can tell you about that one. Um Edison is still a maybe on whether that's happening. You know, last year, when uh, just uh, the week before, we had that terrible hurricane out there. So um, yeah. it was it was uh, it was a mess. But they still had the uh, convention. Um, Chicago, we're all going to be out there at Chicago, and that is going to be July 12th, 13th, and 14th. Uh, we still do not know about Edison yet. I mean, uh, yeah, Edison. So we will find out, and uh, when okay. we do, we're going to have a contest, Chris. So um, all you lucky listeners out there can get a chance to win a ticket to go to the event, because Exoticas are really cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I missed it the last two years, and I've been determined to go see you guys and see all my favorite porn stars. Right on, right on. Well, very cool. Well, thank you so much for calling in, buddy. And, and don't right, forget, have a good show. Yeah, thanks. And don't forget to write in uh, for our contest. You can win the free Real Touch device. Uh, write in to James at galaxypublicity.com, and you can get a chance to win that device, okay? All right, cool. You okay. guys have a good night. Thank, thank you so thank much, you, Chris. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you. All right. Uh, and then getting back over here, uh, Billy, you were telling us about the show coming up there at the Catalina Jazz Club. Yeah, so and it's Friday on night. Sunday, it's on Sunset Boulevard, right in the heart of Hollywood. Just east of uh, Highland, mm -hmm. north mm -hmm. side of the street. Now, and for reservations, get yeah. your fill pencils out. Okay. Reservations, you can call 323-466-2210. That's 323-466-2210. God, wow, memorize that. I used to be a numbers runner for my Uncle Guido. <laughs> <laughs> you did Your not. Your Uncle Guido. You did not. <laughs> You've been in New York too long, Billy. I grew up there, Mama. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you grew up there. Yeah, man. I went back home. When I was back there just last week to do the show, I, I, a lot of my old friends from my childhood uh, took me over to their aunt's house or their wife's house, and, and I had all this great old Italian food, the real, the real deal, guys. Oh, oh, man. Meatballs. Oh, this, this, My friend Kevin Falcones, that's his real name. His wife Mary, she made sauce with in the sauce cooking all day or oh, meatballs, sausage, mm. uh, beef, mm -hmm. pork, mm. and mm. veal, oh. mm. all in the same sauce. Wow, oh, foodgasm! Foodgasm! It was deep, man. <laughs> yeah, my favorite is cacio de pepe when it comes to Italian food. What? I don't know that. Cacio de pepe. That it's... sounds like one of the movies you did. <laughs> I know, doesn't it? It's like a sexual position. <laughs> three black guys get on top of you, Chinese whoa, guy whoa, underneath you, whoa. and it's a cacio de pepe. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually a really simple dish. It's generally a, a really nice, fresh pasta, homemade. Mm-hmm. With black cra uh, cracked black pepper and a really nice old cheese, 
aged like at least twenty four uh, months. You can cook it. it yeah. Like. Oh, she cooks. Why didn't you bring? <laughs> <laughs> because actually, I made fatouche um, for dinner. Oh, so okay. and we ate it all. What the what the fuck is a fatouche? <laughs> fatouche is a Lebanese salad. It's tomatoes. Again, and it sounds like a movie you did. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby, don't give me your fatouche. My, don't touch my fatouche. <laughs> don't touch my fatouche. <laughs> right? Don't or touch go my down fatouche. on my fatouche and you'll get cancer like Michael Douglas. Yeah. Ay, wow. Where's the boing what, for that one? What is what is going on with Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas came out with this statement saying one of the reasons that he got oral um he got the cancer in his throat was from oral sex. Yeah, and notice he's married, so Catherine Zeta Jones is sitting there going what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, really. <laughs> did, did, and we're all wondering, did she give it to him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'll get cancer that way if I get to go down on Catherine Zeta-Jones. Wow. Yeah, but she's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, she, that's right. She's she's like, gone she, away for some help. She, she, she did go away to a hospital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. But but at least it was voluntary, unlike Brittany. Well, here's the there's there's some there's some information about this. We got to look on our notes Uh-oh. here. Uh-oh. Um, we got to look on our notes. There was something in here because I wrote something down about this. Um, um, there is a gentleman uh, who's a spokesman, uh, Alan Barry, uh, said Douglas never had oral uh, never said oral sex was the cause of his own cancer. Just one of one of the many causes. The guy smokes. He drinks. And he eats pussy, and, and he got <laughs> cancer that way. Well, what they're saying here, it seems, is that throat cancer is linked to HPV, yeah. which is considered a sexually transmitted disease. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, he's a movie star. I mean, you know, this is a guy that could fuck anybody that he wanted, and mm-hmm. probably did. Uh, yeah, he's known kind of on the streets for being a bit of a randy one. Yes, that's how I heard. Oh, Kiki, do you know something? <laughs> Let's 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 take a call here right now. Hi, caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello, caller. Speak up, little girl. Hello, hello. Okay, you gotta remember turn your radio down when you're calling in. People always do that. <laughs> it confuses okay. them. Yeah. Um, a big thing in the news. Uh, we gotta go right here to the news here right now because we gotta. Whoa! Inside the industry news. Um, the big thing, this is on NBC, ABC, CBS, all over AVN, XBiz, Mr. Marcus, um, yeah. the uh, performer who um, got uh, an STD. Yes. Uh, he then faked his test and kept working, infected some people, hmm. caused our whole industry to shut down. We all had to get that shot in our butt and everything. Not me. I'm allergic to penicillin. Okay, well, you didn't get it then. Um, <laughs> he has been sentenced to 30 days in jail, 15 days of community service, and three years probation. Yes, but... But he was convicted not only for um, exposing adult performer Lilith LaVey to syphilis and uh, at least one other, but also for his second DUI charge. So he's going to be in there for a while. His bail was $200,000. You, you know, I was reading about that earlier, too. Yeah. And one, let's see, a, a one count of felony DUI bail is 100000 yeah. right? Uh-huh. So somebody was conjecturing that it's probably not even his second or third. It's probably more like his fourth or fifth. Wow, really? Yeah. And keep in mind, he was 
um, convicted of infecting someone with a disease, mm-hmm. well, guess what? He's still facing that civil suit from Lilith That's Bay. right. He is. Come on in, hon. That's not nice to do things like that, you know? It, no, it isn't. It, it, it is a terrible yeah, nice thing that he home. did that, and it's it's a shame that this has happened. But um, all I could say is I, I'm, I'm glad that he got convicted. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad bet. that he got convicted. You know, I, I, I know a, a certain rock and roll star that, mm-hmm. that did that to a famous mainstream model. Oh, really? Years ago. I won't say the name. And, and, and he, he came down from the hotel to breakfast where a bunch of us were having breakfast and he was like laughing mm-hmm. you know, like like it was a joke yeah and i just wanted to i wanted to clock him man you know I'm like, wow. what are you doing this girl had sex with you last night because she liked you she thought you were a nice guy mm-hmm. and you give her some disease yeah fucking asshole and, that's, and that's, you that's know. so bad yeah. we and gotta you take, know and laugh about it yeah God. let's let's try another call here hi caller who's this where you're calling from my name is Samson. I'm calling from New Jersey. Samson from New Jersey. Thank you for calling in, buddy. Yes. How you doing? Say hello to Kiki Dare. Billy is here also. Uh, and then Layla Price just walked in. I just walked in. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I just wanted to ask you um, some questions um, about Tommy Gunn. How's he doing? Which Tommy Gunn? Now, there's there's two the Tommy Gunn. Guns. Are you thinking well, Tommy of Tommy Gunn? The, uh, the one was in Spartacus. Yes, that uh, says Tommy Gunn. He is doing really well. Thank you so much, buddy, for asking about that. Tommy is um, working on some special effects stuff right now. He's got this uh, thing that he invented called the uh, Zombie Mobile, and, and <laughs> it was fun. some movie that we were going to make. You've seen it, right, Layla? Um, I might have. I don't know. I mean, it is. It, it's like a man cave on wheels. Oh wow! You know? It is. <laughs> it is so cool. And you know, Tommy's got his clothing line now, so he's making the the uh, guy you know, and the girl clothes. I, I do know that. Um, I used to dance with Tommy Gunn. He's from the same area that I'm from. We're actually friends. I haven't seen him in like five years. Oh, so, uh, wow. we dance in the same. We we dance in the same mill. We do. Oh, right on. Right on. He is just a great guy. I just talked to him just about a week ago. I talked to him about a week ago, and we were all at the XRCO Awards. He's doing really good. He's feeling really healthy. He's living out in a big ranch out there in the valley. Yeah, taking, taking care of the horses. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they are planning on making another Spartacus movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen him in five years. I saw him at Exotica in 2008. We talked for about an hour. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen him. I was wondering how he was doing. Well, you know, he's a he is really a great actor. He's 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 a good actor. Plays a bad guy. He looks like Jack Palance. Uh-huh. You know, he looks like Jack Palance. <laughs> great guy. Um, he was in a movie that we did called Mommy and Me. It was a mainstream movie. It was a funny little comedy, and he's plays Stephen Bauer from uh, uh, Scarface. He was playing, in my acting class. Uh, Stephen Bauer? When his name was Rocky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a brother named Victor Riva. Victor Riva. And they, yeah. he and, and they they and Andy Garcia, mm-hmm. they all came, you know, they all escaped from Cuba. Yeah. With their families, and they and, and they came and, you know, Andy did the best of them all, of course. Yeah, yeah, he did. But, uh, but this was a yeah. great movie. Check it out, Mommy and Me. Um, Tommy plays Stephen Bauer's uh, henchman in this movie. 
you know, and it, it was really, really, really good job. So I, I know that one's out right now, and he's got a whole mess of movies coming out. He's trying to make a transition into mainstream stuff more. You know, he's getting a mainstream agent. He's going to be going out for that stuff. Wow. Wow. I'm really happy for him. Yeah. Seriously, mm, very good. Happy. All right. I, I haven't seen him in five but thank you. Thank yeah. you for your time. No, you're welcome, buddy. Thanks for calling, and we'll let Tommy know that you uh, called in and asked about him. Have a great night. Yeah. <laughs> who are you? Who are your guests? Who are the guest girls tonight? I'm Kiki Dare, and I'm Layla Price. How are you? Great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just, just tell Tommy. Just, just tell Tommy. Uh, his old buddy Samson was asking for him to come back east. Okay. You got it. We will. All right. Thanks for Have calling in, buddy. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. All right. And uh, without further ado, we got to welcome the lovely Layla Price. Hello, Layla. Sorry I was late. Just no, a bunch of traffic. Honey, it wasn't that bad. That's okay. Yeah. It's, you brought it's, your boobs. It's pretty. And my pretty butt. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Hey, and Billy, you brought a buddy in here with you. Yeah, I brought an old buddy of mine, uh, Jeff Rose. Hi, Jeff. Jeff used to work for Screen Gems as a publicist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, wow. uh, nice. Talking about that. So he, 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 he comes and he hangs out with me a lot of times and. Sometimes drives me because I don't I hate to drive. Yeah. And uh, you know so I figured I'd bring him along today. Right. On. Say hello to the girls. Right. On. Well, yeah. Well, say hello to Layla and Kiki and say hello <laughs> to their breasts. Uh, <laughs> they have their own zip codes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Get back to this Mr. Marcus thing here. It, it, it was a terrible thing that he did. Um, we understand that the. Um, Sentencing, uh, I mean, not the sentencing, but there is another um, case developing. Um, September 5th is the date for this, and a trial on the 30th. And this is for the civil uh, suit against him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this guy's going to be behind bars for a while. Oh, he mm. most definitely is. Mm-hmm. Well, then he's going to be uh, infecting Bubba and. Uh, <laughs> or Bubba's going to be <laughs> infecting him. him. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on here, a uh, couple of new things here. Uh, lovely little um, adult film starlet and AVN and XBiz 2003 Best New Starlet nominee, Trinity St. Clair, is performing tonight, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Gold Club up at 11363 Folsom Boulevard in Rancho Cordova. Rancho Cordova. Yeah, that's a really fun club. So you guys make sure that you go out and see her and say hi. Mm-hmm. She does a really, really good job. Uh, now, also, lovely Sophie D, British gal, blue eyes, mm-hmm. big boobs, the big ass. Just <laughs> It's like if, if Vivian Lee had become a porn star, it would be Sophie D because she's got that Welsh accent. Hello, come on. Soak me cock. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah I, actually, cock. Um, I yeah. actually met Sophie uh, a couple weekends ago. She was hosting a party at Club Eden, and she's yeah. really, she's really, really nice. She is gorgeous. And she's beautiful. I saw her, she just came up and started talking to me. I sat at her table, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hi. You know, and I was like looking at her like, wow, she's hot. <laughs> she is hot. Well, yeah. she, if, if you want to, if you live up in the San Francisco area, next weekend, the 13th, 14th, and 15th, she's going to be at the Crazy Horse at 980 Market Street. And you know what? I'm going to be up there for uh, Father's Day, so uh, maybe I should grab some people uh, and do that. Oh, Celeste Starr just texted me, and she said that she can't make it in, but I'm going to see if we can have her call in. 
Because, oh, Billy, yeah. you are a big fan I now. I just of discovered mm-hmm. Celeste Star about a week ago. <laughs> I was looking at some... Uh, I, I like the European, you know, the Czech and Hungarian uh, stuff. It's very artsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I, I, I have to see her, and I said, oh, my God, this chick is great. She can... She she has a wide range of emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, she can play vulnerable. She can play fun girl next door. She can play predator. You know, she can do a lot of stuff that a lot of the other girls can't do. And, and yeah, I, I so I became a fan. Yeah, I've acted with her in movies. And mm-hmm. uh, pound for pound, I'll tell you, that gal can eat pussy like Ellen DeGeneres on her Hello. honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Crazy. You want some uh, vodka? I'm all right. Yeah, well, a little good. bit, in a little bit, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> we'll have a little bit. It's a little early. <laughs> it is a little early. All right. Well, I tell you, you know what? We're, let's go and pay some bills here right now. We're going to break away for a commercial break, and we're going to take your calls at three two three two zero three zero eight one five. Billy, we're going to talk about the uh, recent Grammy Award. Ooh. And talk about a lot of other great stuff. We'll be right back right after. Visit avian.com 24-7 to stay up to date on all the latest happenings in the adult entertainment industry. Avian.com features breaking news stories, DVD reviews, legal analysis, personality profiles, behind-the-scenes reports, and the best event photography in the business. The avian.com portal also gives you access to exclusive avian live video interviews with the hottest porn stars, producers, and directors. Adult Video News is the leading trade publication of the adult video industry. Its flagship magazine is published monthly, and its signature event is the Avian Awards Show, recognized as the Oscars of the adult entertainment, held every January in Las Vegas. For this year's winners, check out avianawards.com. There's never been anything quite like it. Sexart.com is quite simply an entirely new way to access, enjoy, and experience the finest erotic entertainment ever created. Sexart.com is a premium gateway to a world of exquisite erotica unlike anything that you ever have seen before. Sexart.com is filled with exquisite films and photography created by legendary masters of erotic cinema as well as a new generation of visionary X-rated artists. Sexart.com is not only for men, but it's also porn made for women. Forget everything you know about adult entertainment. Forget cheap and dirty tube video sites. Sexart.com means movies, erotic, central, big budget, and high style movies. Sexart.com combines sex and art in ways that you've never seen before. Sexart.com makes explicit scenes that have to be seen to be fully appreciated. Amazing erotic photography, exclusive adult cinema, and the most beautiful performers you've ever seen. High-tech hardcore meets high art at sexart.com. I am Real Touch, the world's most advanced personal device for men. I synchronize to adult videos, so what you see on screen is what you feel. Turn me on, and I stroke, I squeeze, and I get wet. I am the future of adult entertainment. I am Real Touch. Learn more at realtouch.com. Hi, everybody. It's James Bartolet from Inside the Industry. 
Do you have a special event coming up or you just want to go out on the town in style? Then call Black Tie Limousine. Black Tie Limousine has a fleet of luxury sedans, town cars, stretch limousines, party buses, and even Bentleys. They're all gassed up and ready for you to make your next trip even more special. You know you'll be looking good pulling up in a limo. And Black Tie's expert and courteous staff will make sure you have a pleasurable and memorable night. Plus, they have really reasonable rates. Check out their fleet of vehicles and get more information by going to their site at gotlaxlimo.com. We use their service, and you should too. What are you waiting for? Call them now to book your trip at 1-866-99-LIMOUSINE. That's 1-866-99-LIMOUSINE. And tell them James Bartolet at Inside the Industry sent you. You're listening to Inside the Industry with James Bartolet, only on L.A. Talk Radio. standing before me with tears in your eyes trying to tell me that you found you another you just don't love me no more Forever be a, a, in the universe for eternity. Uh, it's it's just one of those most beautiful ballads. And I'll tell you, man, you still got that voice, man. Oh. You hit those notes. 
God, it gave me goosebumps. I remember when we watched that, and it, it became very famous when it was on Family Ties, That's right? That's right, yeah. yeah. Michael Jack's, uh, Michael J. J. Fox's character. Yeah. When the girl when the girl breaks up with him. Yeah. The one that married him in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah, Tracy. Tracy Ullman. Oh, yeah, Tracy Pollan. Tracy Pollan, yeah. <laughs> Tracy Ullman, remember? Tra- Tracy. <laughs> oh, go on, Tracy Ullman. Go home. <laughs> go home. Go home. <laughs> but yeah. uh, did I tell you about the... Yeah, go the, on, go the, on. Talk. Did I tell you about the time Julia Ann called me up Ooh. and said, uh, listen, they're having the eighth anniversary of porn star karaoke. Yeah. At uh, at Sardo's. Right. And she right. says, all these schmucks come and try to sing your song at karaoke night. Yeah. And she said, it would really be cool if you did it. And all because all she said, all the porn stars love your your song. Yeah. I said, who says no to Julia Ann, right? <laughs> so I go over there, and and I, I arrived, and she's out front uh, being interviewed by TMZ. And she sees me. She says, "Oh, it's Billy! It's Billy! Billy, come over here!" So we got interviewed together <laughs> on wow. TMZ. Yeah, they never showed it. And then, and then we go in there, and I said, "Look, I, I'm going to sing this song." I said, "But," I said, "You got to announce me." I said, "These people won't—they don't know who I am. They're not going to pay attention unless you know you, the biggest porn star in the world, announces me." And so she did. And uh, and I got up there and and. Uh, Celise, the the DJ, she uh, she she played me five different uh, karaoke tracks and picked. She said this is the best one. I said okay, so I sang to it, and everybody's all these little girls are screaming and going crazy, and it was like being on American Bandstand, man. <laughs> you know, it was so cool. I I just loved it. Did you did you do Bandstand? Yeah, yeah, did it a few. Dick Clark was really good to me. Hey, he put guy. me on every one of his shows. Mm-hmm. You know, he produced a lot of shows besides Bandstand. Yeah. He actually came to the club to see us play. Wow. And, and I said to his wife, Carrie, I said, well, I'm really honored that Dick, you know, because I, I was watching Dick Clark when I was 13 years old. And and uh, and she said, you should be honored. She says, he never goes to, out to see anybody. He, he really likes you. Wow. And I was just like, oh, man, Dick. And I heard Dick Clark say, fuck. <laughs> what? He actually, he, he was talking about somebody. And, and and he says, yeah, that fuck. I said, Dick Clark curses. Wow, <laughs> that's kind of like hearing Annette Finicello curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, I know. It was, yeah. But that it was, it was cool. You know, I, I was, it's like, wow, Dick Clark can talk like a normal person. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's talk about this Grammy Award. Oh, yeah. Well, it was my fourth nomination. Yeah, and I was and nominated all, a lot of times, and this was for a liner note. Well, yeah, I, I was usually nominated for either writing notes or for producing reissues, mm-hmm. and I I had been no. Well, at this moment, wasn't it nominated? It did not qualify legally uh, because it was a reissue. Uh, it was a five-year-old recording that got reissued. So oh. it has to be a recording that was, was out for the first time that year. Uh-huh. Ditto the song. Yeah. So so. You know, all wow. the all yeah. Everybody was telling me at the Grammys. They said, "Man, you were a shoe in for best best song and best recording, but it doesn't qualify." Talk so, about a robbery. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's the rules. So sometimes you you know you gotta give in to the rules. I yeah, guess. but rules are made to be broken. That's just crap. It would have been <laughs> nice. I, I, I didn't I didn't get mad because I understood. You know. No, I know. I'm teasing you a yeah, little. Yeah. Now, I know your house has got music, oh, the blues and the big band stuff 
All kinds of you're, you. Two you, bedrooms full of old records. Yeah, you really have an archive there. Yeah. Where is your Grammy Award sitting in your house? Well, you know, I, I asked a lot of my friends who have Grammys, and I said, "Where do you keep yours?" And one friend, he's a very cynical guy, he says, "Ah, I keep it in the closet. Who cares?" He said, the only reward I care about is the check. I said, well, okay. <laughs> right there I go. And then I asked my friend Tim Hauser from the Manhattan Transfer. Yeah. I said, yeah. I said, where do you keep yours, Timmy? He says, I keep it in the bedroom where it'll do me some good. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> 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 I should maybe put my AVNs in the bedroom. That's right, man. Oh, That's right. <laughs> so I keep mine in the living room, man. There's a little, okay. there's a little shelf so there. D- did you make something special for it? No, I, I have some other awards, you know, for other oh, things. Oh, God, yeah, so, yeah. So I, I put them all in the same thing, but I put that one in front. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. really heavy. That's what I've heard. I, I, I knew somebody that grew up thinking that all families had Oscars. Yeah. Because, <laughs> no, seriously, it, this is somebody, you know him, actually, Todd Hunter. He, yeah. He, he comes from a family where, you know, awards from uh-huh. the entertainment business were normal. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't realize until he was a teenager that other families don't have things like Oscars and Grammys. Right, right, right. And, you know, so he, he was like, his family was like yours, and the, yeah. they were always on display in places like the living room. Yeah. You know, the the, the day of the Grammys was kind of funny. I, I A friend of mine who, uh, not a friend of mine, a, a guy, well, he became a friend, but he was a fan, used to come see us down at the coach house in San Juan Capistrano. Yeah, and he's, great he's a limo. Yeah, great club. We're playing there Saturday. What? Yeah. With the oh. beaters, not the big band. Okay. Uh, anyway, this guy's a limo driver, and he says, "You ever needed a limo driver?" He says, "You know, give me a call." So I call him. I say, "Hey, man, you want to take me to the Grammys?" He says, I said, "I'll pay you. You know, whatever your normal fee is." He says, "Sure." He shows up with a Rolls Royce, dude. Oh. Yeah. And uh, and so my date is this uh, young actress named uh, Augie Duke. You know, she's in a girl a movie called uh, Bad Kids Go to Hell. <laughs> you know. You know and anyway, so oh, I think I watched that movie actually. Bad kids go to hell. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I watched it. What, did she? What character was she? She was the bad girl, <laughs> the like sort of leathery. Well, they're all bad, but goth looking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I saw that movie. But not in real life. She interesting. Was looking, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so the the hairdresser that was supposed to come to my house to do her hair shows up late. Yeah. So. They're quickly trying to do the hair quick and makeup and everything and, you know, putting on a little, they got her a dress from, and they ordered it from some designer and, and so the guy's waiting outside. So we finally, we get in the limo. He drives like crazy. We arrive at the Grammys just as they're announcing the category before mine. Whoa. I mean, literally. So we didn't even get a chance to sit down. So then they, they announced my category and, and, and they said my name. And I go, oh, my God. And I start running down the aisle. She's following me with a little uh, iPhone camera, taking pictures, going, you fucking won! You fucking won! You fucking won! <laughs> and I get up there on the, on the podium, and I'm out of breath, you know, because I'm an old man. Man, it's hard to run. And I get up on there, and I go, holy shit! <laughs> Oops. And everybody's laughing at me like I'm an idiot, man. <laughs> and it was so fucking cool. Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And that is a long stint that you got to walk down, run down that aisle. Oh, there. dude, oh, man. It was, yeah, it yeah. was long. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. That's a big honor. Thank you both. Thank you. Um, it's a pretty thrilling. I'm not cynical about it. I'm. It's just something I've always, right you know, on. I'm a corny kind of guy in a lot of ways, you know, so I, I, I appreciate it and I'm 
really thrilled about it. Now, besides the music, you are also an accomplished actor. A lot of movies that you've appeared in. Yeah, one or two. What, yeah. is, what, what was that one? Buckaroo Banzai. That was yeah. the first one. That, that's yeah. that's mm-hmm. become this cult movie. Oh, it has. There's midnight showings of it across, yeah, yeah, yeah. across the country. I mean, people, when we, when we had the big record and we'd go out on the road, there was always 30, 35 people mm-hmm. who were not there to see the guy that sang at this moment. They were there to see Pinky Carruthers <laughs> from <laughs> Buckaroo Banzai. And they'd bring me pink gifts. No oh, way. Yeah, things you know, wrapped in pink or pink things, and oh, that's funny. And they knew all the lines from the movie. That uh, the the end scene when you guys are all marching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in the Sepulveda Dam area, right? right? That's right. Right off the 405 and the 101. Yeah, we shot it right there. Yeah, yeah, because we shot a little something over there. Oh, a little different, I bet. A little different, yeah. <laughs> just a little tiny bit. Just a just, tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't think we've done a porn parody of Buckaroo Bonsai, but I bet that would be something that would be a hoot to do. That um, would be interesting You to could do. be Pinky Carruthers, man. You'd have to get a pink I'd love it. Carry I'd do that. See, if we're going to like do some like some cult following parodies, yeah. I think we should ask Lex to do Blazing Saddle parody. <laughs> I, I watched that the other night and I've been thinking about doing it, but you know, I'm, prob- I'm co-starring in probably one of the biggest parodies of one of the biggest movies of all. Coming out in two weeks. Okay. Wizard of Oz. Oh, wow. Yeah, Who do you play? Coming. I play the Cowardly Lion. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I can yeah. see you as that. Yeah. You'd be great at that. Yeah. And he was like, uh, it was, well, you'll have to see the movie. It was pretty interesting. And we had the little person, and she has sex with the big guard. Oh, I love it. And she was like, you know, Danny DeVito in drag going, ah, fuck me, fuck me. Ah. Yeah. How many, <laughs> how many munchkins Ooh. can you get that'll, that'll do it on camera? Uh surprisingly there was a big uh, there was a large amount of them but the budget that we had on the movie we had to cut back so we just oh. used one and I think we computerized her like they did in the oh. Willy Wonka movie <laughs> oh, yeah. with Johnny yeah, yeah, Depp yeah. Yeah, and they great. had the one guy but they just multiplied it with the special effects so, so he was like a centipede you know, yeah, wow. you know it's funny what they can do <laughs> I, I was in another movie called uh, um, The Doors Yes, and, and good we, one. We, we shot the scene at at, at the Olympic Auditorium that uh, was where Jim Morrison whips it out, and and mm-hmm. I I play the concert promoter, and I slap his uh, his manager around a little bit, and I throw Jim off the stage, but in the audience, in a huge audience, they had cardboard cutouts for like two out of three people. Oh, that's funny. Right. And nobody could see him. Right. And what they did was for extras. <laughs> to, to, to fill up the thing, they they put out notes in on Hollywood Boulevard, so they had all these dope addicts and you know all these, oh, wow. these people, and they said they found you know syringes and condoms and all kinds of things under the seats the next day after yeah. they finished shooting the scene. The, Oliver Stone recreated Sunset Boulevard to the 60s. Yeah, and, and I was just living off the strip at that time. Yeah, and I re, the the reconstruction that they did was amazing because I remember as a kid seen what that looked like in the 60s and I'm sure you recall that too oh yeah oh man I remember Pandora's box wow Wow. and and I'm not talking about the porn performer either yeah (laughs) Yeah, it was on the corner of uh, Crescent Height and Sunset Uh, Billy you were telling me a great story about um, Blind Date that you did with uh, Bruce Willis and and you were up on the stage here with the stunt ladies oh oh, oh, yeah yeah yeah. well there was a, a nightclub scene 
where uh, you know Bruce is looking for Kim Basinger because she's she's drunk and he's, he's trying to find her. And he follows her into this club, and we're the band. We're playing on stage. The beaters are there. Yeah. The beaters. Yeah, it was the beaters. And uh, so without telling me, Blake Edwards, uh, I guess he wanted to get an honest reaction. He sends two stunt women up on stage to attack me during this barroom brawl. Wow. Because so he, he wanted me to do what I would normally do in a nightclub. So I pick up the mic stand and I start swinging <laughs> it at people like I used to do in the old days. And in the, in the, in the mess that went on, I get cut on the bottom of my uh, calf, of my leg, and rip my pants and so the next day, this guy Joe, this British guy, who was his head stuntman for many, many years, he brings in a stuntman's association T-shirt and baseball cap <laughs> and oh, a patch. Oh, and he says, he says, young man, he says, you are now an official stuntman. Oh, uh, that's and awesome. That was like, oh, man, that was like winning an award, you know, to be one of these. Because the stuntmen are the coolest guys yeah. there are. You know? Working for Blake Edwards must have been he really a thrill. He was the best director to work with. Yeah, I'll, he I'll loved to go that. home. He, he, he lived in Malibu, so he liked to uh, get off early to beat the traffic. So we never worked past 4 o'clock. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, that's brilliant. I would love a day like that. Oh, man. And every day, so we never worked past 4 o'clock. And he, and the, oh, I can tell this on this show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I hadn't, I didn't audition or anything for this. He just, they just hired us. So the day before we shot, they this bring... This is on blind date. Yeah, on blind yeah, date. They okay. bring me to the set to meet him, and he's just finishing up a, a scene with Kim Basinger, and uh, they're relighting, and, and so that we introduce him. He says, oh, he says, uh, I love music, man. He said, I, I heard your records, and I love your records, and blah, blah, blah. And he says, you know, we, you know, Julie and I used to used to go down to such and such a club and see uh, Lenny Bruce and Lester Young. I said, wow, you've been with Julie... You've been married to Julie Andrews that long? He says, yeah, man, I've been banging Mary Poppins for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, so oh I knew God. he was I knew he was testing me, <laughs> right? I knew he was, it was a test. So, so, I, so I quickly, on the spot, I said, man, dude, that must be really wild. I said, what does she do? She climbs up on the roof with a little umbrella and then jumps down and sits on your face? <laughs> and, he, and he points at me and he says, you. Or a sick man. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so now that was good. So he he became my my friend. And then he and he'd bring Julie to see the beaters. If you can imagine such a thing. Fucking a. Oh, oh, okay. I, you I, had Julie Andrews at the there? gig, dude. Whoa. Wow. And, and she, she they said they said they were in a limo coming back from some awards thing, and and she goes, let's go see Billy. Let's go see Billy. <laughs> And there she is, man, sitting in the audience. Julie fucking Andrews. Man. Oh Fuck my it. God, I'm so jealous right now. Victor Victoria is one of my favorite oh, yeah. movies ever. Yeah, that is great? a great film. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I bow down to you right now. I'm oh. bowing. <laughs> and, well, they invited me to one of her shows, and I had never been to one yeah. of her shows. I was blown away, man. I mean, song after song after song. You say, oh yeah, she introduced that standard. Oh yeah, she introduced that standard. Yeah, but. I, I, and she's amazing. Is she able to sing anymore? Well, she was. This is 25 oh, okay. years ago. Yeah. You know, she was still in great voice. She moved very well. Oh, God. I'm uh, so and she jealous. Was, she was really clever on stage. I mean, she's, she was mm-hmm. funny. And, and, yeah, she was great, man. What a what a I, wonderful actress, wonderful I'm performer. So, yeah, yeah. I just so watched her in a in a Hitchcock movie that she did. 
Which one? Very was it? famous. There's a very famous Hitchcock movie that she did with Paul Newman. Remember that one, Jeff? I you know? think of her and Paul Newman together. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it was Paul Newman. Yeah, it was Paul Newman and Julie Andrews. They did a Hitchcock movie. It was just on the boob tube just well, the other night. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll throw that out. We'll, I know uh, our Kiki listeners. will go on, uh, yeah. on, on IMDb. Uh, and, and I know and all, of our, all of our fans <laughs> over there in the chat room. And uh, once again, that chat room's at Inside the Industry. Dot net. You can go into the chat room and see and uh, let me know the answer if any of you guys could look that up. If, you, if you can beat Kiki, you win. Uh, you win somebody or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got a. Yeah, if you can beat me, you win something. Layla's got some <laughs> autographed pictures in here, so she's going to do that. And I honey, do. what's the movie you brought tonight, baby? Um, the movie I brought tonight. This is actually my first, my very, very first box cover. Mm -hmm. It is called Insane Glory Hole Come Swallowers. And she looks great on it. Wow. I do. I, th I really love this cover. Um, it's from Lethal Hardcore, and it was produced by none, none other than the infamous Stoney Curtis. Who's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I have this. It's basically all just uh, sloppy blowjobs, if you like that. It's more like a glory hole style. If no, if you guys don't know what a glory hole is, basically it's like a hole in the wall and. A dick pops out. <laughs> Do you fucking love this show? <laughs> Nowhere else, ladies and gentlemen, can you go, but here on Inside the Industry, can you go from Billy Vera talking about Julie Andrews to Layla Price talking about cocks coming out of holes and people blowing them? Nowhere else but this yeah. fucking show. Even Howard Stern wait, doesn't do that. Wait, okay, Kiki Stern. has. Got it. Torn okay. curtain. Torn curtain. Give me five. Okay, Yay. very good. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Kiki got the answer. Isn't the internet wonderful? It, it is. And, and and just on my little iPhone. Yeah. And 1966. It, girls are doing that now when they go on first dates now. Yes. They've got apps, so Paul you Newman, can you can check the guy's Julie credit Andrews. record, and it's criminal record. So oh if you get on a blind God. date, you know she'll know before the uh, entree comes. What if, your credits are. <laughs> yeah. And and if Ooh. you're worth carrying on the rest of this evening with. That's or, right. Or if you got a criminal record and you know That you too, yes. Yeah. Oh, so. he's only got one Grammy? Yeah. I'm not going out with him again. <laughs> but the guys could check on, on that stuff too. They could check on yeah. the girls yeah. and they could check on a lot of stuff. There was something that we that I pulled up here. Where is this? Kiki, help me look for it in the notes, baby. What uh, are you looking for in my love? There was something in here about Oh, yes, yes. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Yeah, that's where we are. But, um, oh, God, I can't find it. There was something about pickup lines or something like that I was going <laughs> to throw in there. Uh, Jeff, thanks for reminding me Wait, about this. Wait, um, are you talking about the Ohio State University study? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Go ahead. Tell us, baby. So according to a study released by Ohio State, men and women typically lie about the number of sexual partners they have to meet perceived expectations. Mm -hmm. That is true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We all lie. <laughs> the study involved asking 293 college students to fill out a survey and then grilling them about it while hooked up to a lie detector. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. It was revealed that women will claim to have had fewer partners to avoid being labeled promiscuous, you slut, while men will claim to have more in order to seem conventionally masculine and attractive. Ah. You whores! Billy, Billy, have you lied? <laughs> Have you ever lied about your conquests? I don't think anybody ever asked. <laughs> <laughs> or you didn't hear it anyway. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. one time we, we used to work at this club many, many years ago up uh, on the border of Connecticut and New York. And uh, 
you know, I always came to the club early, you know, to get the feel of the place. And we played there every weekend for, mm -hmm. for about four years. And I, so the, the guy was still cleaning the men's room, and I had to go to the bathroom. So I, I go in the ladies, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm in the stall, and I see my fucking name <laughs> on the stall. You know, some, fortunately it was something complimentary. <laughs> For a good time, call Billy yeah. Bear and the Beaters. Oh well, it was long before there was Beaters, but you know, it was, luckily it wasn't. Uh, gee, for a bad leg, call Billy Bear. You know? <laughs> right oh, on, man. right on, right on. Yeah. Okay, here's our phone number to call in. It's three two three two zero three zero eight one five. Want to remind you about our contest where you can win a free Real Touch device. This is an incredible device. You stick your cock in there, you watch a girl on the webcam show, watch her movie, and this thing moves around. I oh. actually have the compatible yeah. device for my web shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's really, really amazing, and it mm -hmm. allows you to basically virtually have sex with me. Mm -hmm. So um, do me a favor. When I'm hanging out on cam... Mm -hmm. Get that advice. Yeah, get but just don't advice. ask Kiki if it's good for her. If it was good for her. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm only concerned with if it's good for you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's all all about you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're gonna break away for a commercial here, but um, I do wanna throw in here this breaking news here. Michael Jackson's daughter, uh, Paris, is recovering in a hospital right now uh, from a t attempted uh, suicide attempt, uh, pills, and she had slit her wrist <gasps> with a butcher knife. Oh, yeah, okay. a cleaver, a uh, meat cleaver. Oh. Um, she was, uh, you know, living in the house out there in the, um, out in the uh, Calabasas area, lovely area, um, and it's a terrible, terrible thing that's happened. This, this, she's such a beautiful young girl. And all of this pressure going on, the trial that's going on right now about her father, you know, that you know, uh, who yeah, is responsible yeah, the for the death. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible thing. So the poor thing, she's under a lot of pressure. The, the Jackson family has asked for everybody to please grant them their privacy when they go through that. And I would just like to say to fellow talk show hosts out there, please be fucking kind. Yeah. Don't speculate. Yeah, no don't cracks. say any don't say any cracks about this yeah. stuff. Well, I'll tell you something. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just my it it really baffles me how like some people like, you know, um like, you know, talk show hosts and even reporters, they like it's horrible. I think it's disgusting in they general. They speculate and they, they start speculate, they penalize. trying to make a joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. they have to start rumors up. It's like, come on, let the family pee, family have some peace, let the girl heal, yeah. you know, let her you know, it's, ugh, it's her, disgusting. Yeah, her life is hard enough. Absolutely. Yeah, really, really, really is. Because eventually, so. if you keep doing it, she's going to really, really kill herself. And this time, she will be, and next, she probably will be successful. You know, you don't want to do that, but that's why. Right, that's why we worry about Lindsay. We yeah. um, worry yeah. about Amanda Bynes. You know, right, we worry yeah. about all of those girls. I, you know, we just lost my friend Jennifer Larson, who worked <gasps> at Hustler. Yeah. And she had killed herself. Mm. And. It's it's a terrible thing when we have somebody that we know or somebody that works in the industry that there's a young person that takes their life. Suicide is not an answer. I've it's said this not. before on the show. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, please talk to a friend. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the reason uh, they talk they, to they, family. The reason yeah. they give uh, for why they attempt suicide is often I saw that there was no hope. And yeah. my answer to that is always, as long as there's life, there's hope, 
that right? Absolutely. Change for you. Yeah. Very wise. Very, very wise words. That's very true. All right, let us break away for a commercial break, and we're going to be back. We're going to play some more music. We're going to talk to Billy some more. We're going to talk to the girls. <laughs> we're going to drink a little bit more. I think the clothes are coming off. We're going to have a great oh, time. Man. And we're going to have a, we'll be right back right after this. I am Real Touch, the world's most advanced personal device for men. I synchronize to adult videos, so what you see on screen is what you feel. Turn me on, and I stroke, I squeeze, and I get wet. I am the future of adult entertainment. I am Real Touch. Learn more at realtouch.com. There's never been anything quite like it. Sexart.com is quite simply an entirely new way to access, enjoy, and experience the finest erotic entertainment ever created. Sexart.com is a premium gateway to a world of exquisite erotica unlike anything that you ever have seen before. Sexart.com is filled with exquisite films and photography created by legendary masters of erotic cinema as well as a new generation of visionary X-rated artists. Sexart.com is not only for men, but it's also porn made for women. Forget everything you know about adult entertainment. Forget cheap and dirty tube video sites. Sexart.com means movies, erotic, sensual, big budget, and high style movies. Sexart.com combines sex and art in ways that you've never seen before. Sexart.com makes explicit scenes that have to be seen to be fully appreciated. Amazing erotic photography, exclusive adult cinema, and the most beautiful performers you've ever seen. High-tech hardcore means high art at sexart.com. Visit avian.com 24-7 to stay up to date on all the latest happenings in the adult entertainment industry. avian.com features breaking news stories, DVD reviews, legal analysis, personality profiles, behind-the-scenes reports, and the best event photography in the business. The avian.com portal also gives you access to exclusive avian live video interviews with the hottest porn stars, producers, and directors. Adult Video News is the leading trade publication of the adult video industry. Its flagship magazine is published monthly, and its signature event is the Avian Awards Show, recognized as the Oscars of the Adult Entertainment, held every January in Las Vegas. For this year's winners, check out avianawards.com. Hi, everybody. It's James Bartolet from Inside the Industry. Do you have a special event coming up, or you just want to go out on the town in style? Then call Black Tie Limousine. Black Tie Limousine has a fleet of luxury sedans, town cars, stretch limousines, party buses, and even Bentleys. They're all gassed up and ready for you to make your next trip even more special. You know you'll be looking good pulling up in a limo. And Black Tie's expert and courteous staff will make sure you have a pleasurable and memorable night. Plus, they have really reasonable rates. Check out their fleet of vehicles and get more information by going to their site at gotlaxlimo.com. We use their service, and you should too. What are you waiting for? Call them now to book your trip at 1-866-99-LIMOUSINE. That's 1-866-99-LIMOUSINE. And tell them James Bartolet at Inside the Industry sent you.
You're listening to Inside the Industry with James Bartolet, only on L.A. Talk Radio. jazz days there <laughs> yeah you got you're yeah. going to that jazz dj yeah. voice man yeah um that's from the new album right yep billy vera big band jazz wow now what was the i i could hear influences in there but why don't you tell us the influences you had for that well uh the song was that song was written by the great uh, harlem stride pianist uh, james p johnson and okay. uh, and his partner and there was a uh, henry creamer who wrote uh, way down yonder in new orleans James P., I was just telling Kiki, wrote the iconic song of the 1920s. It was like The Twist. He wrote The Charleston. I mean, Whoa. somebody wrote that. Right? Whoa. You know, you know, that's one of those songs you say, it was just there, right? It just, yeah. But he, he wrote that. And this was one of his other hits. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he lived for many, many years in Harlem and gave piano lessons wow. to wow. young young would-be piano players. Oh. So he wrote this song. Mm-hmm. Now you said, uh, "If I could be with you for parentheses one hour tonight." One Close hour tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that was a little. That was a little, slightly risque for the time, I suppose. You Have you think. made any music videos for this new album? Because uh, I know that was something we did back in the '80s. We did music videos yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, 
I had I had somebody uh, film one of our shows, uh, mm-hmm. not film it, but video one of our shows uh, at Catalina's the last time we played there. Mm-hmm. They're a little slow in the editing, <laughs> so we're waiting that for happens. Them to do it. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, that, that's but a lost But she did start. do a couple. She did do a yeah. couple. Uh, uh, another from song you're gonna play later, Room with a View. She did a nice video. You can look it up on YouTube, folks. Oh, it is that? on YouTube now. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Fans put up everything you ever did mm-hmm. on YouTube, you know. Pretty much. Now, that brings me to a great point, Billy. Mm-hmm. Just like the music industry and the adult industry, we are getting hurt badly. And the triple X industry is taking a huge blow. There was a lot of talk about how we're making billions and billions of dollars. That is not true. No. There are companies that are almost going out of business. And some of them uh, are because, ones that would surprise you. Yeah, yeah you see, there's so the much free, free porn going out. Yeah. And the f- music, the same thing with same the fucking thing. music. You don't see record stores anymore, do you? There are no more no. record stores. No. They're not. Well, because everything's available on iTunes now, too. So like, people can just exactly. go, go Well, to iTunes, Apple. they have yeah. to pay for That's it. That's exactly and, how it is. And Amazon. Yeah. You know, they can Amazon, buy it, you know, yeah. You know, well, remember when, uh, ba- remember like 15 years ago, like uh, Napster was like big? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 10, 15 years ago, Napster was so big. Now that's like gone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Apple's done a good job of really helping curb that. But I mean, there's still torrent sites out there. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you can still find music for free if you want to. Spotify, but, I guess. But mm-hmm. that said, mm-hmm. support your favorite artist. Support right. your favorite yeah. porn star. I agree. And yeah. buy your music. Yes. Buy your adult movies. Buy your mainstream movies. If for no Don't download them. If for no. no other reason, buy because those torrent sites will destroy your computer. And exactly. Then, Thank you, Kiki. Yeah. Thank you. And you know, you have... Uh, you know, uh, narcissism is epidemic mm-hmm. in, in this country today and maybe around the world. I don't know. I don't travel around the world. But this, this sense of entitlement that people have... Oh, dude, it's like that old hippie thing. Oh, dude, music should be free. No, go to the butcher and ask for a free steak. Right, you know, absolutely. It don't Very good. That way. Well, no, Very I can good. relate to that. Not to cut you guys off, but I can relate to that. Like the free porn. I mean, sure. I've been I've been in for six months only, so I'm still new. But anyways, I just came back from a convention called Exotica. Uh, I was in it yeah. was in Fort Lauderdale this weekend, and I was trying to sell my DVDs, sell my photos. I was selling my DVDs. And you One did about, well. Yeah, I saw. I had 30 copies of DVDs. Um, one was I had 15 copies of my first box cover, and then I had uh, three other DVDs um, out. But anyways, uh, make a long story short, I was trying to sell them, and I had people coming up to me, and I was like, "Well, would you like to buy a DVD?" And I would show them, and they were like, "Oh, well, I can get that for free on the internet." Mm. And the problem. No way. They actually said that. To they you? actually did say that Fuck to me. Them. Well, That's another mean. thing too. It's the younger generation too, like yeah. I mean, lazy. Well, yeah, and Flo- well, because in Florida in general, like Florida, it's a much younger crowd in Florida, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of people in their twenties. I mean, I met kids that just got out of high school and they were 18, 17, 18 years old, and they right. came start talking to me, and they're like, "Oh, we can get that for free," blah blah blah, and I'm just like, Ugh. and, and I, I, I'm not saying that we're ragging. On the young people out there. No, no, no. But no, I got to say that some of you fucking punks out there, you're just a little too cocky. And you think that everything should be given to you. We worked not. hard to get what we what we have right. and what we put out. 
you know. And, and it costs money to make yeah. films. It costs money to make videos. It costs uh-huh. money to make records. Yeah, it co- everything costs so much money now. And the problem is, too, it's um, I just blame the economy in general. Yeah. You know, the economy was bad, you know. And like you said, with the porn industry and the music industry, all like the free torrent sites, that's, what ki- that's what's killing everybody. Well, yeah, it is. Well, I, I, I mean... I, on one hand, I see what you're saying. On the other hand, I really blame the sense of entitlement mm-hmm. because there's right. a whole generation of people out there that have grown up and are growing up that believe that they should have things for free. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of yeah. that, I think, comes from, Kiki, uh, th- this whole notion that a lot of these moms uh, got to give our kids self-esteem. Right. Well, if you overload them with self-esteem, it right. becomes narcissism. <laughs> Especially if, excuse me, especially if 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 the self-esteem is not earned. Right. Mm -hmm. Self-esteem comes from something you did, or something you accomplished. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, not to. Well, um, but actually, you know, it's really funny. Um, I remember one time uh, a few months ago, I read an article on the internet about how this is about like um, it was mainly about guys, but some girls are like this too. How like you know, um, he. Any uh, people in the age group of 18 to 25, um, they don't have a car, no job, still live at home. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but a lot of it's laziness too. I mean, I'm 21 years old and I've, you know, I dated guys that were around my age group and a lot were just lazy. They would complain how they don't have a job and they would just like sit around and do so, whatever. So, uh, are you trying to say you like older guys? <laughs> I like no, James. Is I like available. <laughs> I actually like guys. I like guys that have their shit together, basically, and that treat me well with respect. That's, <laughs> that's me all over. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. Here's a pop shot, I think. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> On you my know, face. <laughs> you know, I, I remember... We like the old cats because we swing and we're groovy and we're hip. And we know the difference between the vagina hole and the butthole. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. you get some young buck in there and he's all excited and... You know, he and he pops before you know it. <laughs> yeah, really. Was Ten that, seconds. <laughs> dude, was that the jackrabbit motion you were making? Were you like pretending to be a jackrabbit over there? <laughs> Seriously, oh my god. I can't even find the special effect for that one. There it is. <laughs> there it is. We got it. We got to get. I, okay, I promise. I've got so many uh, listeners calling in. We are going to put a whole brand new sound effect library starting next week. <laughs> I promise you that. Okay. Okay. Very good. We got a lot of people there. Uh, say hello to everybody in the chat room. That's at insidetheindustry.net. Don't forget about the contest there so you could win the free Real Touch device. And you Just definitely want one me. of those. Yes, you do. Uh, write into me, James, at galaxypublicity.com. Now, uh, Billy, I want to ask you, going back here, um, we were talking about a music video. You said this next song, Room of the View, there's a music video for that. It, yeah, it's it's really a, a performance video with some other stuff that she shot. Mm-hmm. And who's she? Uh, Teresa Crespo. Tr- Teresa Crespo. Very okay. good, very okay. good shooter. Okay. Okay. Uh, and and a very good editor. She mm-hmm. did my, she did a, she came, uh, contacted me on Facebook. I never had met her. And she said, uh, I love your song, Hopeless Romantic. Yeah. And I've always loved that song, and there's no music video for it. She said, I, I, I'd love to do it, and I, I, I'd love to do it for free. And she did a very lovely uh, romantic video of, of Hopeless Romantic it's on YouTube. And so uh, so I invited her to come and shoot uh, one of the shows, 
and she shot a lot of other stuff that was going on at the club that night and some celebrities that were there and it, so it's 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 not an official video video but it's 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 pretty cool she shot it in black and white mm-hmm. and then uh, when i played in new york last week um, now did you wear the 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 zoot suit or, i mean not the no, zoot baby, suit but I the wore, tuxedo I wore, no i wore a hugo i bought a hugo boss suit Ooh, Ooh, nice. nice. I got to look hot, you know, as hot as an old man can look. <laughs> right on, right on. So the, the music video is out on YouTube right now. Yeah, yeah. For uh, And I'll tell you, that the song uh, came from an interesting story. I was introduced to the great blues man, Lowell Fulson, mm-hmm. who wrote songs like Tramp and Reconsider Baby, famous blues man. So we're sitting around his, his kitchenette one day watching General Hospital with the sound turned off, and he says, he says, man, there's this band up in Rhode Island called Room Full of Blues. He said, we ought to write a song called Room Full of Blues. Mm. So we did. Knocked it out in about 20 minutes. I went home, and at the time, I was living in one of those apartments, and across the courtyard lived a beautiful uh, actress who was in one of the Godfather movies, and she was the mistress of this big movie producer. And she's coming out of the shower, and I see her I walking down the hall. And she doesn't have a towel or a robe on. She's walking through the kitchen, and she's walking through the dining room. And I said, my God. I said, I got a room with a view of the blues. Boom! Whoa. Light bulb goes <laughs> off. And I, so I called up Lowell. I said, Lowell, we got to change the title of this song. Well, it's gone on to become a minor blues standard. Recordings by uh, Eric Burden, Lou Rawls, Johnny Adams, and a whole bunch of people you never heard of. <laughs> and and so and I had recorded with the Beaters and then when we made the big band album I said let's do it Basie style Count Basie style Oh I love Count Basie oh, Well yeah. baby you're going to hear Count Basie right now All right let's take a listen to it right now this is Room with a View I got a room with a view I got a room I got a room with a view I got a house full of troubles And a room with a view of the blues walls, just a ceiling above my head, no rugs on my floor, no pillow on my bed, I got a room, I got a room with a view. Got a house full of troubles, and a room with a view of old walls are closing in on me These old walls are closing in on me Ain't no food in my icebox Nothing on TV So low, it's 
about to touch the floor. Shoes keep on knocking, knocking on my door. I got a room. I got a room with a view. think that's a song about voyeurism <laughs> in a way in a way in, in a, a nice way, way. Yes. god billy you have got an incredible voice you, you really nice and and you could feel the um, you could hear the emotion you could feel the emotion well i that. guess i listened to yeah. the right people growing up I yeah suppose, you know. who was your influences billy well uh uh, my number one hero, I think, is Ray Charles. Yes. I, I don't try to sing like him, mm-hmm. but uh, he 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 did all kinds of music. You know, he did country and western with "I Can't Stop Loving You." He did "Hit the Road Jack." You know, he did he did jazz. Did you ever have a chance to meet Mr. Charles? I I recorded him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. we when yeah. I did uh, I did four Lou Rawls albums. Mm-hmm. And uh, on on the first one, I had uh, I had Ray and he do a duet. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my God! And it was pretty cool. That must have been wow. insane. It was yeah. really cool. You know, I mean, two of the greatest singers. You know. Yeah. And uh, and Ray, he, I used to do a radio show. I play old records. You know. Yeah. On KCRW, and um, he used to call me up, and he he liked to talk about the old days. Wow. You know, and and, and I'd I'd like to listen to him talk about the old days. <laughs> you know, because he he knew so much, and he such a brilliant musician. He's a pioneer, a trailblazer. Oh my God, yeah. yes. And and I, and Kiki and I were just talking. Uh, I also love Duke Ellington. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I go back when I was a kid. I loved Chuck Berry and Fats Domino and all the things that. How did you think Jamie Foxx did in his portrayal of Charles? I think he did uh, a great job. You think he really hit think, the nail on the head? I think he, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had my problems with the movie. Oh, you did. Uh, uh, in terms of accuracy, but. Okay, I, tell us, like what? 
Well, Fathead Newman, the Fathead Newman character, the mm-hmm. sax player, he did not, and he was really pissed off. Fathead died, uh, but he was pissed off because he did not get Ray on heroin. That was somebody else. Wow. See, oh. this is right on that you're coming here on this show and making a clarification on that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. one thing. Uh, Jerry Wexler uh, was my mentor in the music business, uh, head honcho at Atlantic Records, signed me when I was 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we remained friends till his dying day, and he didn't like the way he was portrayed in mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, so, and there were certain people that were left out. Uh, you know, they do that in movies. You know, they'll they'll combine two characters in one just for expediency. Yeah. Uh, I, I I also uh, I didn't like the way um, the the actresses were were directed. Uh, they they didn't feel authentic to mm-hmm. me. The acting of the of the female didn't seem. Wow. I didn't notice that. Th- I saw the movie twice. I brought, yeah. my, I brought my little son to see it the second time, and, and that's when I noticed that aspect of it. It kind of pissed wow. me, bugged me. Oh, wow. But and, and, and the first time I saw the movie, I loved it. And, of course, the music was is in, in unimpeachable. Another thing that was not accurate, um, they had, now on I Can't Stop Loving You and all those songs where there was mm-hmm. a, a big chorus, those were white singers on the records. Get out. Yeah. Really? And they were the general, you know, white uh, background singers. The Pat Boone kind of. Like my mother who sang on the Perry Como show. That's right. Yes, your mother was on the the Perry Como show. Yeah. So, so, but but in the movie, they were all black. Interesting. And and the same same with uh, the violin players. And now in those days, the violin players on, on every record in New York or L.A. were these little old Jewish Russian guys that came and played, you know, great violin. Mm-hmm. In the movie, it wasn't that way. So, I, I, I mean, I don't, maybe they're trying to be politically correct, but I'd rather have them historically correct than politically correct. Was, did Ray ever convey to you that he was upset the, about the fact that it was white backup singers for those big Not numbers? Not at all. No, he, he wasn't upset about that. Listen, let me tell you something about Ray Charles. Okay. As Jerry Wexler said to me, I, said, I called Jerry because Jerry had produced Ray's early hits, you know, What I Say and all that stuff. And when, when I was going to record Ray, I said, uh, I, I called Jerry, you got any advice for me? I'm going to record Ray Charles next week. He says, yeah, I got one piece of advice for you. You get out of his way and let him do his thing. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. You, know, you, you don't produce Ray Charles. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. So no, my point is that, that nobody made Ray Charles do anything he didn't want to do. He's like Sinatra in that sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now, I had recorded the tracks in New York, and I'd recorded Lou Rawls' voice in New York. Yeah. And Ray insisted upon recording his vocal at his own studio here in L.A. Mm-hmm. And so I brought this big, you know, big two-inch reel of tape to his studio and he takes it from my hand this is a blind man and he puts it on the machine he threads the, the tape into the machine the, by Ray himself. Charles blind and he could thread that he wow. could do stuff you and I can't do whoa he plays the song through one time and he and he hears the saxophone solo and he said that's Fathead isn't it I said yes we use Fathead on the solo he said you know I think that solo should come in eight bars later so he takes a razor <laughs> and he cuts, he cuts my $10,000 session. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm saying, a fucking blind man has got to take an eraser to my $10,000 session. And you know what? He did it perfectly. 
and he was right about where the solo should go. Wow. That is That's a good. great story. That's very impressive. Yeah. Oh, my God. He, was, they, he wasn't called the genius for nothing. <laughs> that is a great story. He, That's he, a great story. Amazing man. Do you have a great story about Lou Rawls? Yeah. Another great performer. <laughs> yes, I yeah. have a great story. We told this on Sirius last week uh, when I was in New York. Uh, he re- he re- one of the songs, he, re- he recorded seven of my songs yeah. over the years that I was with him. And uh, one of them was called If I Were a Magician. Mm-hmm. It's also on YouTube, both his version and my version. And the song requires vulnerability. Same thing I was talking about, Celeste Starr. Yeah. How she portrays vulnerability so well. Yeah. Well, with Lou, it was just the opposite. You know, listen to the things he recorded. You'll never find another love like mine, You'll bitch. You'll never find. You know, or your yeah. good thing is about to end. He, he needed to be the, in the power position. Right. He, he was not good at vulnerability. I didn't know this. So we recorded the song, and he's, he's doing his vocal. And I said, man, he's not being vulnerable. What the fuck do we do with him? So we took we went we went to dinner, and we got him drunk. <laughs> I mean, really drunk. Oh boy. He, so drunk that when we were walking out of the restaurant, there was a, a big panel truck mm-hmm. with a ramp, <laughs> and he walks right up into the truck where these two guys are working, <laughs> and, they, and they're going, "Oh my, dude." It's Lou fucking Ross. <laughs> and he says, yeah, buddy. <laughs> that, was his, that was his thing. And he walks out. He goes back to the hotel, and the next morning he comes in with the worst hangover you ever <laughs> saw. And he was vulnerable that morning. <laughs> and we, that's how we got the vulnerable vocal out of him. Wow. So you, so you had to catch him hangover time. You wow, had that's to. crazy. You had to, you know. It worked. He did a wonderful job on the song. I love it. I love it. Um, and if you love what we're doing here tonight, give us a call right now at 323-203-0815. Billy, um, two performances coming up this weekend. That's a big reason why we've got you on here tonight. We want the people to go down and see this show. Catalina Jazz Club. Am I saying that right? Catalina's Catalina? Jazz Club on uh-huh. Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, California. And this will be with the big band. The big 18-piece band. Is yeah. there a particular name for that? It's called Billy Vera Big Band. Okay, <laughs> oh, that's pretty simple. Okay, <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid, they say. <laughs> and then Saturday night, you will be down at the Coach House, the infamous Coach House. Yeah. Down in uh, San Juan Capistrano. When the yeah. swallows come back to Capistrano. <laughs> yeah, right on. Oh, where did um, the boys go? But now that's going to be Saturday the Beaters. Night. Yeah, the, that's going to be Billy the Beaters. Beaters yeah. yeah. So. Have you ever had a time, Billy, where you just got confused? Because you've got two big groups. <laughs> come on, you got to be honest with us now, no, buddy. I know what I'm doing. You know, yeah. I've been I've been at this for so many years. You know, I could do it in my sleep sometimes. Yeah. That's but what I, I say about sex scenes. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Henny Young, I'd say, yeah, it reminds me of my ex-wife, too, you know. <laughs> but, you know, no, no, not Henny Young. When, uh, uh, who was that guy? Oh, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, oh gosh, God, yeah, yeah, that guy. Oh, and my kid's so mean. Yeah, she put crazy glue on my toilet seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked hey. a cab driver to take me... To take me where the action was. He took me to my house. Oh, <laughs> God. Well, the by the way, shows. I want to say, he, he did have but, first shows. I, I want to say a happy early uh, Father's Day to you. Thank you, sir. Um, 
Now, of course, you come from a musical family. Your mother uh, sang with Como. Yeah. Um, and she sang with Ray Charles singers also? Well, but that's yeah. the original Ray Charles. Yeah, the original Ray Charles. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Ray Charles singers were the people that backed up mm-hmm. Perry Como. Yeah. You know, I, I went to the Geffen Theater uh, last year, and a guy was, I can't, I wish I could remember his name. He was doing a, a George Gershwin one-man show. Oh. And Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the show... He he says to the audience, he says, anybody want to uh, would like to sing a George Gershwin song while I play piano? And so somebody up in the balcony, yeah, and they sang something. And, and then a guy uh, in the front row over the stage right says, yeah, I'd like to sing one. He's a really old guy, and, and he looked familiar to me. And, um, and he says, yes, sir, and, and what's your name? And the man said, Ray Charles. And everybody laughed because they thought he was kidding. And, and then it... I realized it was my mother's Ray Charles, and he sang. And so I, when he was coming uh, up the aisle after the after the show, uh, I stopped him and I said, I don't know if you remember my mother. He said, Yeah, I remember your mother and I know you. You know, he said uh, your mother was a great lady and blah blah blah, and a wonderful uh-huh. singer. And yeah. it just you know touched my heart. Well, I wanted to ask you now, um, your child is going to follow in your footsteps or? I'm afraid uh, my my youngest my son is yeah he's, he, yeah. he <laughs> I sent him to uh, Loyola Marymount and he, he oh great he campus a, yeah he got a <sighs> music degree oh uh, so I'm I'm hoping for the best for him that's a it's really a great business. that's a great place Loyola he beautiful a, school he has yeah. alumni family yeah <laughs> my, well Loyola New Orleans right here baby oh yeah yeah <laughs> wow I love it yeah. yeah yeah you ever been over to the campus over here. I have. It's amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. It's it so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Right out there by the airport, you've got this beautiful view. And near the water. Too. Oh, and near the water. Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah he stayed in a house that was like not even a block away from the beach and, and with a bunch of like 10 kids. Mm-hmm. And they didn't go too crazy, I hope. I don't yeah. think. So he's going to follow in your footsteps. He, well, he's going to, he's, he, he wants a music career. You know, I, I'm just, I worry about it because I know how hard it is nowadays. It is. You know, when I was a kid, man, you could write a song in the morning, you could make a phone call, you could get on the train, go downtown, pedal your song, or get thrown out of the office one or the other. And it was easy. Mm-hmm. You know, now I, I don't know how people make it. Uh, in the sh- Well, I think the good part of being, uh, you know, a young person now in the music business is you can make your own record rather cheaply yeah. and put it out on the internet, put it on Amazon or CD Baby or one of those things and, you know, make a little video for $25 and, right. you know, maybe sell yourself. And you can make this, if you own the whole thing, you can make the same amount of money selling 10000 right, as you would make selling 200000 if you were with a big record company. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. But, I mean, I can also understand why, for you, you worry, because that's a whole different world than what you it's came up like with. Yeah. 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 So, I, you know, I had it easy. I, the first song I ever took to a publisher mm-hmm. got recorded by Ricky Nelson. Yeah, it got beca- recorded by Ricky Nelson? <laughs> and became Whoa. a hit. I mean, the first time. So, th- so the first song you ever sold... Yeah. Was a Ricky Nelson hit. Yeah. Which song was it? Mean Old World. Did we play it last Ooh. time? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, it was. I wrote the song for this new girl singer mm-hmm. named Dion Warwick. Oh, oh yeah, I know. think I heard of her. But, but but nobody had heard of her at the time. She'd had one hit record, and uh, and they didn't get it to her. And I was a little actually. Put out. You know what my favorite song trivia question is? What? What was the original title of 
crazy. Crazy. You mean Patsy Cline's crazy? Yeah. Well, Willie Pat- Nelson. Crazy was yeah. written by Willie Nelson. Yeah. But what was the original I title? I don't know that. Mm, that's a good one. Stupid. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look it up. I swear to you, I wrote a paper on this. That song um, was I originally the t- song was called t- Stupid. Stupid. I'm stupid in love with you. <laughs> yeah, that was the original. Oh my lyric. I bet his God. publisher suggested the change. No, no. Patsy Cline suggested the change. Oh wow. What happened wow. was he took the song over to her as it was written. Yeah. Mhm. And. Played it for her. And she said, that's stupid. And, 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 <laughs> and, and she said, it's a great song. I want to record it, but I think it would be better if it was crazy. Good move, Son Patsy. of a gun. Yeah. That is a great story. So, and that word stupid doesn't sing well. No, well, not at all. Not at all. That was a good idea, Patsy. Yeah, nice. good job, Patsy. He should have cut her in on the song for that, that little... Now, that said, on another piece of music history, mm-hmm. what was the first song that Willie Nelson wrote to be a hit? Nightlife? No? Hello, Walls. Hello, Walls. I got that oh, right. that was... Farron Young. Farron Young. God, yeah. Walls. Yeah, 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 yeah. God. See, yeah. I like that I have Willie's stuff. record of that uh, Early on, he recorded for Liberty Records. Yeah. And I grabbed all his singles. You know, yeah. I, I could get. I liked him way back before he got famous. Well, too. interestingly enough. Did a movie with him. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Is, is he really as nice as he seems? <laughs> nice as they come, man. After at we, here's what he did. It was really nice. It was a movie called uh, Baja, Oklahoma. And Baja, <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I played Leslie Ann Warren's drunken coke-sniffing ex-boyfriend. And and Batman. and so yeah and She's at the end of the movie, Leslie Moore. Got nice oh, I'd fuck her. Too. Yeah, <laughs> nice pets. I, I, I fuck her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. She, she okay. bad. Now go on, go so, on. Go so so uh, it all throughout the movie, she's bugging me to do something with one of her songs that she wrote. Not not the real Leslie, but the character. Right. Yeah. And uh, she's a bartender, and so at the end, I surprise her. By singing her song on stage and then bringing out Willie Nelson. Fuck. And so, oh, so while we, 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 were, we were shooting that that scene at a club called in uh, Fort Worth called Billy Bob's. Huge. I love Billy Bob's. You know the place? I know that place yeah. well. I used to go dance there with all right? the cowboys. Mm. Huge. Yeah, it's amazing. And we had about a thousand extras. So we cut. We break for dinner and Willie says to me. He says, you know, man, these people have been sitting around here all day long, so we ought to do a few songs for them. So he's, he's singing with the beaters, and he ends up doing an hour. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, that's so th- that's a nice guy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Whoa. And then after the, after we finished for the day, uh, uh, I uh, I went out back in his trailer with him, and just me and him, and, and he's, he's handing back and forth the guitar. He, you know, sing, you play one, I'll play one. Well, I wanted to have him play all night for me, you know. So, yeah. So I said, sing that one where you kill her at the end. He had a song called uh, I Just Can't Let You Get Away. It was, you know the one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have it on some yeah. old album where, and you'd think women would hate that song. They're mm-hmm. screaming like it's Elvis. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's a live recording. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, a very nice guy. You know who else was in that movie? Uh, a very young... Uh, um, Julia Roberts. Oh, oh wow. wow. She played Leslie's now, what was, daughter. What was the name of the movie again? One more time. Baja, Oklahoma. Baja, Oklahoma. 
Okay, we're going to have to look that one up and yeah. see if we can find that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baja, Oklahoma. I think we need to have a screening night. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would be so. great. Well, we do that at my house every month, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we, we need that. to do that. That's yeah. a cool thing to do. Yeah. Screen obscure movies. Hey, yeah, why exactly. not? <laughs> yeah, we have a dinner. We have a dinner party at my house every month. You have to come. Oh, cool. Sometimes cool. we have a dinner party. And we watch and we do a screening. We had a lot of people from the industry, mainstream and adult, uh-huh. coming down, and it was uh, really incredible. I think we did a, what was the Liberace? We Liberace. Did, that was a really good movie. We did a screening for the Liberace movie. Yeah. Cool. Well, Jeff wants me to tell you my Dolly yeah. Parton story. Oh, the Whoa. Dolly Parton story. Okay, good. I one. love good Dolly. One, I love to listen to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, okay. What? what the seventies was my my career was really in the toilet. It mm-hmm. was just terrible. I was reduced to playing like two weeks at a time at Ramada Inns and places like oh. that. Yeah. You know, and during the middle of the week, you're playing to three people, mm-hmm. and they're businessmen who hate you because the waitresses are, you know, paying attention to you instead of them. So. It was one of those nights, mm-hmm. and I get off stage, and the waitress comes up. She says, that fellow over there with his wife uh, that wants to buy you a drink, say hello to you. So I go over there, and this guy with his great big head and these huge eyes popping out of his head, and his wife is dressed up in flaming, huge red hair, 70s, you know, and one of those 70s uh, black uh, uh, blue, jumpsuit. blue denim jumpsuits mm-hmm. with yeah. rhinestones up and down the legs. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, Vera, my name's L. Russell Brown. I wrote Ty Yellow River on the old oak tree. Whoa. He says, you know, you're one of the great singers and great songwriters. Everybody in the business knows it, but you never make any money. I said, well, thank you for uh, reminding me. (laughs) (laughs) uh, He says, me, I make a lot of money and nobody respects me. He says, I got an idea. He says, we ought to write songs together. I could teach you how to make money and you could teach me how to get respect. (laughs) So that sounded like a pretty good idea to me. It's a win-win. Yeah. So I start going over his house, and we, we wrote. The guy had more energy than anybody I ever met. We, sometimes we'd write two, three songs a night. Well, not, not all good. <laughs> right. But, but we'd be writing. So one day, he, he, like everybody else that does one thing well, he wanted to be a record producer. Mm-hmm. So he got a gig producing Nancy Sinatra. Oh, I love Nancy. <laughs> She's a good friend. So yeah. he says, he says, Listen, I gotta go pick up my wife at the beauty parlor. He says, see if you can start something while I'm gone. Well, take it, take so it. I'm thinking, oh, let's see, what did I write for Nancy Sinatra? She got a famous father. Uh, I, I love my daddy, but it really don't matter what my daddy might say. So I finished the song while he's gone. <laughs> and <laughs> and he loves it when he gets back. He says, I'm, I'm recording this with her next week. Gonna record it with her. Well, he plays the song for Nancy, and she hated the song. I mean, she really hated the song. Uh-huh. And uh, and this pissed Larry off because he said this is this is number one song if I ever heard one he said you got to prove me right and you got to do something with this song so my friend had this little country band up in Connecticut and um, so we he had a girl singer so we, we we taught it to her and she was lazy and didn't learn the song properly and so everywhere we took the record they went love the song hate the girl love the song hate the girl well finally I'm at the last guy on my list. And he says, love the song, hate the girl, but we're recording Dolly next week. He said, give me the song for Dolly, and and I'll guarantee it'll be the single. I said, put it in writing, because this guy was a thief, you know. He, he was one of these guys, you shake hands with him and you count your rings afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said, and give me some money. So so he has his girl write me a check, and I, I figure it's a couple of hundred bucks. Well, I look in the elevator later, and I said, $2,500, which is a lot of money 
1978. That know? is a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I figured he meant what he what it was. Business. So the record comes out. He, it's the single. And in the interim, I get I get a, an offer to come out to L.A. and write songs for Warner Brothers. And I'm driving across Route 10 across the country, and every 20 minutes I'm hearing my fucking song, man, with Dolly Parton. That's awesome. Killing it. Wow. She's killing it, man. The day I hit L.A., it was number one on the country charts. Right. Uh, song was I really got the feeling. Thank you. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, it was my first number one, and I, I, I'm going, I'm like Georgie Chisel. I'm back in showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, love Dolly. She's oh, so amazing. But I hadn't had a record story. in nine years. Wow. Tell them about Jessel. Oh, Jessel? Oh, oh. Yeah. Listeners are. Yeah, that's pretty funny, too. This is fun. Okay. There was, I was playing at another Ramada, and this one is Stanford, Connecticut. And and that week there was uh, one of these. I mean, it sounds like it's bad when you say a Ramada Inn because it sounds like it's like that's the end of your career when you're playing a motel. It felt like it. Trust, <laughs> me, yeah. trust me. But it wasn't. No, it wasn't the end of no, your no, career because I never that's, gave up. Yeah. I never gave up. I'll tell you. No. So <laughs> there was this there was this show in Stanford that week where where it was was Milton Berle and Dick Hames yeah. and oh, George fuck. Jessel and and I forgot who the woman was. Martha, Martha yeah. Tilton or Helen O'Connell, one of those. So at the time it was it was the disco era when they were all doing disco remakes of old songs. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know and. I mean, remember Frankie Avalon did a disco version of I Venus. Fucking it, it, Ethel Merman doing a disco yeah, album. Yeah. So I'm, we had to do one disco song per set to yeah. keep our job. And we, like every musician, we hated disco. So just to fuck around with it, I'm going, uh, I'm doing a Casey and the Sunshine Band song, and at the end I'm vamping. And I said, I said, you know, it always made me wonder what, what would it be like if Georgie Jessel made a disco remake of My Mother's Eyes, his famous song. One bright and shining light. Get <laughs> told me wrong for bright. I found in my mother's eyes. To a disco beat, right? <laughs> <laughs> the musicians and the waitresses and the bartenders are laughing their asses off. And the people are like dizzy. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> so one night, one after, I, I walk into the club early. And there's nobody there, of course. And, and it's uh, some old guy at the bar and the bartender. And the bartender says, he points at me and he says, See that kid? That's the guy that does Jessel. And the old guy says, you do Jessel? I said, well, of course I do Jessel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a setup. (laughs) Fucking Jessel is coming down the hall. (laughs) Fucking way. He's like four foot eleven, man. Yeah. (laughs) And he comes up to me, and he sticks his finger in my face, and he's looking up at me, and he says, you know, kid, he says, when you get to be my age, I thought my fucking voice got here before I did. <laughs> and he's so flattered, man. He, he stays at the club all night. Whoa. It was their night off, you know, and Burl's there gl- glaring because he's not getting the play, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Egomaniac. And and so the waitresses come over to Jessel, and he's, and he's uh, I, I don't know how to do this on radio without people being able to see what I'm doing. He, he, he says, you see this ring? General MacArthur gave me this ring okay. <laughs> during World War II. And he says, come here, honey. You want to you wanna give Georgie a kiss? And he points to his cheek. And she leans in to kiss his cheek. And he turns around so that his, you know, like 9,000-year-old lips are touching the 
Oh. <laughs> it was pretty gross. And with the poly grip and everything yeah, dripping down the corner bit, of his mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> George, Georgie Jessel, man. I love it. Yeah. That's a classic. Georgie Jessel's a classic. Show business is my life. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of show business, let's see if everybody, uh, anybody out there can uh, name this television theme song Uh-oh. that you did. Yeah, this is a... This is a real classic. My eyes are getting weary. My back is getting tight. I'm sitting here in traffic on the Queensboro Bridge tonight. But I don't care because all I want to do is catch my check and drive right home to you. Because maybe all my life I will be driving home. All right. Did I stump you? She thinks she knows. Kiki okay, knows. Kiki, what is it? Oh, gosh. I want to say it's the um, King of Queens. That's right. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> nine years. Nine years that ran. Very good. Plus reruns. It was wow. like having a hit record. Man. Oh, I bet. We're going to take a call here right now. I think Billy might be happy to hear this person. Hello, caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Celeste Star, and I'm Oh, yeah! my fucking God. <laughs> Celeste Star. I just... How are dis- you oh, I'm happy now. I just discovered <laughs> you about a week ago. I, I, I hadn't seen you before, and I thought you... I, I think you are the greatest. You are so great. Thank you. You, when you... <laughs> I mean, you're, the range of emotions that you... Uh, portray you, you can go from vulnerable to like cool little girl next door to predator uh, you're amazing <laughs> you're fucking amazing i, I oh, just thank uh, you so much you are adorable <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours now and this and oh. celeste honey this is coming from a man who's an accomplished actor a grammy award-winning musician singer songwriter he's he's worked with everybody from ray charles willie nelson dolly parton he's been in movies with bruce willis and jeff goldblum and it, it, incredible but he said i am just a huge fan of celestar that girl is just amazing gorgeous movie oh, star I'm, I'm so blushing right now <laughs> Well, yeah. congratulations on your huge success. That's awesome. Thank you, sweetie, and 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 you keep up the good work, cause I, I and I know you will. I, I hope <laughs> I hope that one day you'll come to one of our shows, and and uh, I'd love to meet you and shake your hand and say hello. Well, he's gonna. Oh, yes, I'd love to. That's I'm a sorry fan. I couldn't make it tonight. <laughs> I had to pick up a friend at the airport, and then with the traffic and everything. Oh, oh no, it's okay. But then I don't. Right, well, well, you know, we got a new studio now, baby. We're over on, uh, well, I can't, I'm not going to tell where we are, but it's not too oh, far yeah. from the old, it's not too far from the old studio, and we're on for two hours now, so that's really and great. And James, James is going to tell you where we're playing, so you yes, can come well, well, and, and you'll be our guest. Billy, why don't you just plug it right now? Okay, you doing anything Friday night? Uh, nope. Catalina's Jazz Club? On Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, 8 o'clock show. Uh, we're playing there with a big 18-piece band. And if, if, Oh, wow. If you want to come, I'll put your name down at the door. Yes, please. Okay. And then on Saturday, uh, Billy and the Beaters 
will be playing all of their classics like at this moment down at the Coach House down in San Juan Capistrano, Saturday night. That's a little far for you, Celeste. Yeah, it's a little far unless we get a limo. Yeah. <laughs> I actually listened to your song at this moment. It was beautiful. You have a beautiful voice. Thank you. Oh, that that. Now I'm not gonna. Oh my God, he's I'm not blushing. Gonna, I'm not gonna clean out the wax from my ears for two weeks after hearing you say that. <laughs> Aww, oh my God, he's actually it's Celeste. He's blushing right now. Oh stop, my stop. God. Oh wow. So Celeste is a fan of yours, and you're a fan of hers. Celeste, That's what great. have what have you been working on lately, sweetheart? Oh, uh, what have I done recently? I work for Sweetheart. Um, I do a lot of wrestling now. Wrestling? Uh, sh- uh, yes, I just did this big, I know, it's weird. It's, it's. I don't want to say fake, but it's, um, it's like WWE-style wrestling. You know, you kind of put an act together, and then, you know, you film it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually did this huge movie for ATK. The Saving Humanity. They did the Revenge of the Petites last year. Right, and she was so, incredible in that movie. God. Oh. Oh, we were sitting there. All of us from AVN were sitting there and watching this thing, and our jaw hit the ground because that woman, with this intensity, not only yeah. with her sexual scenes, but with her acting. Yes, exactly. And, and I and co-starred my... in a movie with her, uh, CGI sex tapes. Wow. That we did for oh, Yvonne yeah. Raj. Yeah, I saw you, Celeste. The first time I saw you, it was about a week ago, a week and a half ago. You were in one with uh, a girl named L. Alexandra. Alexandra. It, was, it was, looked yeah. like one of those European ones. It was so, it was shot so beautifully, and and you were just breathtaking. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, well, thank you <laughs> for being breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Honey, I, let oh, me wow. ask you a quick. Uh, let me ask you a quick question. You know, with the condom law, it's also dental dams. So, is that affecting you in a lot of the girl-girl scenes? You have to use the dental dams now. Um, I haven't yet. Okay. But um, I um hope probably soon. I mean, well, then I saw on uh. Free Speech Coalition, aren't they trying to, like, uh... I we're trying to repeal trying to... that. Yeah, we're trying to repeal yeah. that and and everything. It's 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 going to be an uphill battle with that thing, most definitely. Well, darling, we love you so much. Thank you so much for calling in. I know Billy is just tickled pink oh, to call yeah. in. Oh, yeah, it's such a... It, I mean, I hate to say this, but it's such a thrill to uh, meet you on the phone. Oh, I wish I could be there in person. It's very nice to hear your voice and... Your beautiful finger. Thank and you. yes. Um, <laughs> well, please, please come to the show Friday night. Uh, no, Friday night. I'll, I'll make sure James bugs you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Celeste, I'll get you uh, Billy's number and you can give him a call and you guys can talk and then get that all arranged. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You coming okay. to you coming to the studio soon? Okay. All right. Yes, I will have to. All righty. All right, let's give it up for the lovely Celeste Starr, everybody. Bye, Celeste. Hi. How are you doing? She has has such pretty hair, too. Oh, she is. You know know how guys say, I'm a a leg man, or I'm a boob man, or I'm an ass man? Mm -hmm. With me, it's always the hair. It's all about the hair. I guess because I watch soaps. Mm -hmm. I love soap operas. And, you know, on soaps, it's all about the hair. Yeah. So... That's the thing when I, I first thing I notice when I see a girl. Wow. 
is a hair. Yeah, isn't that weird? Wow. I don't know if it's wow. weird. Now, the Not hair really. on her head or the hair between her legs? Nobody has hair in between their legs anymore. Oh, they? that's true. Everybody's shaved. Well, no, so no, I'm, no, I'm no, noticed no. a lot of performers. That's yeah, right. Yeah, the, the Bush is making a comeback. That, that's right. Bush, Bush is, is making a comeback. comeback. And right. we're not talking about Jeb Bush. No, we're talking and, about and the vagina air, bush. Vagina bush. Yeah. Air strips. <laughs> what, they, what do they call it? Air strips. Landing uh, strips. But no, I've seen girl. I've actually worked with girls that have like a full grown bush. Like they just don't shave at all. Wow. Yeah. Oh. But some people like oh, that. Oh yeah. Who was that girl? That, there was a European girl. Uh, uh, Sylvia Deluxe. Sylvia Deluxe. Mm-hmm. You ever see her? Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous girl. And she she does a, a lot of her stuff has full bush. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried that once. No thanks. I can't pull the bush off, to be honest with you. I just, I'd rather be bald, honestly. Because, like, you know, when too. you have a bush, it's, like, too much to take care of. And, yeah. you know, it's just, uh, I just want to be gotta bald. And you got to think about the And you got to color scene. it blonde, though, right? What? You have to color it blonde, too, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the drapes don't match the carpet. Rim <laughs> <laughs> shot. Yeah, oh, wait a minute. Well, I got, we got no got car, but I have wood floors. <laughs> yeah, there we there go. We go. There we go. Good. We got that. There's the special effects guy's a little behind. God, I'll never All forget right. being a teenager and my mom and her best friend dying their bushes. Oh, my oh, God. Whoa. God. Yeah. In yeah. New Orleans, right? No, I've heard people bleaching no, their... Uh, Tennessee. I have heard pe- people bleaching their asshole hair, but never... Yeah. Like, yeah, I've heard people well, that, but yeah, never yeah. bleaching vagina. It's like, just shave yeah. it off. <laughs> yeah. Bleaching their ass. Yeah. That's like a big thing in Hollywood. Not just in the porn community, but in the mainstream yeah, no, community. I, you, I guys, you guys wax? I do not wax anything other than my eyebrows. Yeah, I, um, must be painful. I mainly use uh, Nair or Vita Ice hair removal cream uh-huh. because, like, sometimes if I, you know, if I shave, use a razor, then I'll leave razor bumps, and that's yeah. not attractive on a scene. Oh no, no it's no, not no. attractive. Especially on close-ups. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like, I remember one of my first scenes. I used, a, I, I was out of hair removal cream, and I used a razor, and then I looked back. The scene came out three months later. I looked back, and you could, you couldn't really see it, but I saw, I noticed it. It was an HD, yeah. and I was just like, oh shit. HD. Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah. shows a lot of. I mean, scenes. it wasn't too noticeable. It's just you know, I just saw the bumps, and I'm like, oh god. What about god. this uh, this thing that I see on on uh, cable? Uh, no, no. No, no. Oh, that no no thing. It doesn't work. It at doesn't all. work. At no, all. it does not work. No. At all. It costs a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, it costs a couple of hundred uh, dollars. It's some little device, and it does not. Have you tried it? Or you know yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. No. Oh, I'm yeah. glad you say yes. save me a couple hundred dollars. I'm, yeah. I want to get rid of every hair on my body. Yeah. Well, no, but hair removal cream's the best. I mean, it burns a little bit, but yeah. you know, yeah, if you have get, get some of that. But you know, for a guy, I mean, how far can you go with that hair removal cream without hurting yourself? Um, I don't know. I think guys just use razors. I mean, I, I've but really it's hard to use, you know, even an electric razor on your balls, man. Right. Because it's wrinkled. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess you just have to pull. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have officially gone from every single gamut you could go for. We went from Julie Andrews to shaving your nuts. That's not bad. We went from Ray Charles and Perry Como to ass bleaching. That's right. That's right. We have Take that, up. Howard Stern. Yeah. Right. All right, let's. Uh, we got to wrap up here. Uh, plug your site and your new movie release. Uh, my new movie release. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few releases out. Um, I actually have a DVD coming out. It's a foreign movie, um, so it, it's it was shot by Harmony Films and the director was Gasman. It's called The Initiation of Ava Delush. I co-starred in it, and I did a three-way scene with uh, Ava Delush. She's a Europe up-and-coming European English actress, mm. and Marco Banderas um, was in yeah. it as well. I did the scene with Marco as well. He's, he's been around great for guy. a while. Yeah, he's been around for a while. He was a nice guy. 
It was funny because he reminded me. I looked at him like, you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he, re- he looked like him. It was crazy. Oh, he's been working out a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. He, he looked like him. He really yeah. did look like him. But then, um, yeah, and I'm on Twitter, uh, at Layla Price. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I got a sax player in my band named Lon Price. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he might be related. I don't know. Mm. That's her stage name, Billy. It's my stage yeah. name. Well, it's not my it's, real name. It's, it's Lon's real name. You can't use your real name in this business. <laughs> Kiki? You guys can find me on Twitter. That's at Kiki underscore Dare with A-I-R-E as the spelling of my last name. You can find me on Tumblr, realkikidare.tumblr.com, facebook.com backslash realkikidare, and I'm sure there's five million other places. Oh, wait, hold on. For website stuff, please make sure you go to clipsforsale.com backslash 22109. Very good. Billy, Mm -hmm. take it away. Well, uh, you can find me on Facebook. I'm... Two Billy Bears. I'm. I got a fan page there, and I got the regular page. But I'm only taking new people that I don't know. Obviously, the people that are here tonight, I would take on my regular page. But on the, I'm only taking new people on the fan page because it's got unlimited numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And BillyVera.com is the website. And please come to the Catalinas uh, and see us Friday night. And if if you're down in the Orange County area, come and see us at the Coach House on Saturday night. Very good. And I'll tell you, it is a great show. It's great to see him in person. Um, God, I back in the day, I used to MC shows, and Billy would perform on there, and it was always a big treat when he performed on there. And now here's my re- latest release. Okay, there we go. Nice. And, uh, of course, check me out at jamesbartolay.net, <laughs> insidetheindustry.net, and lots of great movies. Write in for the contest there to win the real touch device, james at galaxypublicity.com. Oh, jeez, I shouldn't have had that extra Stop pasta. that. I can't help it. It's a Chinese food I had. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay. Go okay. home and watch Charlie <laughs> Chan movies. Yeah. <laughs> and um, next week on the show, CC Stone will be on the show with us, and my good friend Mr. Robbie Wrist. Robbie was uh, cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch and Michelangelo in the Teenage Ninja Turtles. We're gonna get him to do Michelangelo. You're gonna get him to do Michelangelo. Okay. <laughs> All right. Till next time, I'm James Bartolay. And I'm Layla Price. I'm Kiki Dare. And I'm Billy Vera. Good night and. Good sex. (laughs) You're listening to Inside the Industry with James Bartolet, only on LA Talk Radio.